Good morning, church family. Good morning, Coosa Valley. How are you guys this morning? Hey, Kate, I see you waving back there. Hey, Sister Benny. Hey, hey Sister Junaan. I see y'all. Thank y'all so much this morning for coming and being with us in house this morning. We have many that are away, many that are at home sick. And uh, unfortunately, we have some that may be battling COVID uh, itself. 
and uh, just other sickness that's going on as well, other than COVID. So a lot of things going on right now in uh, our, our church family. A lot of things, a lot of people affected right now in our church family. And in church, I'm just, I, I, I feel that, but I feel that that we just we, now more than ever that we need to join together in prayer now more than ever because the enemy thinks that he is he, he thinks that he is winning he thinks that he is I'm gonna put her down he thinks that he is going to get a hold of us and try to discourage us in this season because I know that 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 the enemy if he can just get an ounce if he can get an ounce of discouragement to seep into our lives, then he knows that he can put a little bit more and a little bit more and then eventually take complete control. And I know that God, God is God is so much more for me. And that, 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 that discouragement that the enemy wants to put in, God can take that and he can take it completely out. He can push it out and he can, he can come and overjoy us with joy overfill us with joy in our lives overfill us with 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 so much and i'm just so glad that god that god does that for us on a daily basis and i know now more than ever if, if we can together church pray for our church family pray for our church family the ones who the ones who can't necessarily be here or man if there's any that maybe can't even pray right now for themselves because of how how bad sickness may be to now more than ever, we need to pray. Pastor Andy said it many times before. Church, we got to pray. Church, we got to pray. I say it a, a lot to a lot of people that I talk to is that our communication with God starts with prayer. It starts with prayer to Him. And he's, he, he deserves that from us. We can't have a relationship with Him without talking to Him. So, church, this morning, before we get into worship, before we dive in, we're, we're about to we're about to worship and praise Him. Before we do that, let's all stand in His house. Let's all take a moment, if you can. Let's stand and let's pray to Him. Let's pray to Him, and and let's not only pray to Him and, and, and with, with the needs of the house, but also let's exalt Him in our prayers. We say let's exalt Him and worship all the time. Let's sing the, the praises in those songs. But when is the last time that we exalted Him in our prayers? When's the last time we lifted Him up in our prayers? So let's lift Him up. Let's exalt Him today because He's worthy to be exalted. He's worthy to be praised. Yes, we like to pray for, for the needs. We like to pray for the situations. And that's definitely okay. There's nothing wrong with that. But let's pray and exalt Him as well. So church, let's pray this morning. God, we thank You today. We thank You, Lord, for who You are, Lord, and what You have done for us. We thank You, Lord, for God just, Lord, giving us the ability to be, Lord, here with You, God, every single day, for giving us breath. God, I thank you, Lord God, for, Lord, speaking to us, Lord God, for saving us, God. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for sending your son, Jesus, Lord, to die on a cross for our sins that we may live forever with you, God. Lord, I thank you, Lord, and you are worthy to be praised, God. You are so good. Lord, the things, Lord, that you continue to pour out on our lives, on this church, God. Lord, the, the faithfulness that you have for us is like no 
other. God, Lord, there's no one in this world that can love us like you do, Lord. There's no one in this world that can, Lord, that can love us, God. There's no one that can care about us more than you, Lord, God. Lord, I know that we say our families, God, Lord, that, 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 that we, nobody can love us more than our families, but God, you, Lord, the love that you have for us is so far greater more than we can even think, imagine, or even see. God, Lord, I praise you. I say you are worthy to be praised. I, Lord, you are worthy of our breath, God. You are worthy of the, the sounds that come from our mouth, God, to lift you up. And we praise your name today. Lord, we lift you. We say thank you, God, because, Lord God, you've given so much to us that we are so undeserving of at times. So, Lord, thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving us in a way that is like any other. Thank you for being, Lord, the God that, Lord, you are to us every single day. And, God, Lord, as we, Lord, move, Lord, God, and forward in the service, Lord, I pray that you, Lord, meet the needs of this house. Lord, you see the ones at home. You see the ones who can't be here because of sickness. Lord, I pray, Lord, that you, Lord, go and move in their lives. And, Lord, work as you already are and start healing, God. Lord, send your healing touch in the bodies, Lord, of every person, Lord, that is not here today, God, but due to sickness. Everyone that's listening on live stream due to sickness, God, I pray your healing touch, your healing hand come upon them right now in the name of Jesus. God, I pray, Lord, for the situations, the needs, the, the things going on as well. God, it may not be sickness plaguing our lives, but it may be things. It may be financial situations. It may be struggles. It may be emotional or mental situations, God. Lord, I pray, Lord, uh, it may be a job situation. Whatever it may be, I pray that you go and meet those needs right now, God. Lord, pour out your, your direction. Pour out your guidance. Pour out, Lord, everything, Lord, that the person may need today, God. I pray that you meet those needs, Lord God, and I pray, Lord, as we move in this service, that you all not, all not only meet the needs, but God, pour out your anointing on the worship, God. Pour out your anointing on the word, God. Pour out your anointing, Lord, on, on, on the on the worshipers, on the, the musicians and the singers today, God. Lord, as Brother Andy presents the word you've given him, pour out your anointing on him. Lord, let it come out, Lord God, in such a way that, Lord, that we will, Lord, leave change, that we will take it in, that it will, it will fall and engrave itself that your word will engrave itself into our lives that we will leave changed than when we showed up changed in who we are yesterday and that we will forever continue to take your word and let it feed us and let it live inside of us and let so that we can move forward every single day that we can grow god i pray that you lord let it come forth to us today in a mighty and wonderful way we worship you because you're worthy we praise your name because you're worthy in jesus heavenly name Amen and amen. Church, if you would please stay, remain standing and worship with us today because God is worthy of our praise. Let's praise Him. And water you turned into wine. Open the eyes of the blind. There's no one like you. darkness you shine and out of the ashes we rise there's no one like you none like you and our God is greater our God is stronger 
stronger God you are higher than any other our God is healer awesome in power our God our God and our God is greater our God is stronger God you are higher than any other our God is healer awesome in power our God our God and if our God is for us then who could ever stop us and if our God is with us then what could stand against and if our God is for us then who could ever stop us and if our God is with us then what could stand against
take a moment and let's worship Him today. Just lift your hands. There's no one else like Him. No matter the things that we've gone through, no matter what we've faced, no matter the circumstances, there's no one else like Him. He's great. He does miracles great. Yes, Lord, we need to Just lift your hands and let's worship Him. Let's take time to worship Him. Think of all the things He's brought you from. and clap of praise this morning. He's worthy. Just take a second. Take a second. Give God a great hand clap of praise this morning. Glory be to God. Amen. Glory be to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I give our praise team a hand clap. Thank you to them for coming and being a, and leading us in worship. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. I know that, almost, that most, of the, most of our praise team is out sick. The devil probably thought, well, guess what? We ain't going to be able to go into worship. We ain't going to be able to have praise and worship. Aren't you glad that we had praise and worship this morning? Amen. Glory be to God. Give them another hand clap of appreciation. Now let's give God a great hand clap of praise. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. God's good, ain't he? Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. We thank you so much for being here. Thank you to those that have joined us on live feed. Thank you to those in-house for being a part of what God is doing around Coosa Valley. Amen. Great things are happening. You know how I know that? Because the devil don't like it. Amen. Devil don't like it, and I don't care. We're, we're coming to the house of God, and we're going to worship. Amen. Glory be to God. Amen. Again, we thank you so much for being here. Over the last several, last several Sunday mornings, we have talked about, except last Sunday, was unable to be in-house last Sunday. We had, we had uh, strictly live stream. But, and y'all, y'all got to see my office. <laughs> but, you know, the thing about it is, is no matter what we face, no matter what storm we go through, we're still able to keep the blessings of God. Amen? We've talked about that over the last several, several Sunday mornings about how that we need to keep the blessings of God. We talked about the financial blessings and we talked about spiritual blessings and we've talked about several different avenues of how that God wants to bless us and we have got to, we've got to just continue to give God praise and glory, amen, so that we can keep the blessings of God. This morning I want to talk about something that every one of us should probably be able to say, yep, I understand that. 
is keeping the blessings of God during the storm. God is with us during the storm. Jesus is beside us during the storms. Amen? We face storms and we face trials and we face persecution. We face troubling times. Right now, we're facing sickness greater than anything that you've ever seen before. This is something that we've never seen in our lifetime before. I don't care how young or old you are. This is something that's different. This is something we've never seen before. But guess what? Even in the midst of this storm, God is still with us. Amen? God is still with us. Our Christian faith is secure only when we recognize and live daily with the assurance that God is with us. I don't know about you, but it would be easy that during, during storms, the storms of sickness, we're having to stay at home. How many really, really, really enjoys just staying at home, sheltering in place? <laughs> I am a homebody. I like being at home. I can't stand this. If I'm at home and I know that I can go somewhere and I still stay at home, I'm okay. But if I've got to stay at home because i got to stay at home, I don't like it one bit. You get stir crazy. But you know what? Even when we face these circumstances, even when we face what we're going through as a nation, as a church body, as a church family, when we face what we're going through right now, guess what? We have the assurance that God is with us even in the midst of the storms. We've got to hold on to Him during these times. Amen? And in those times of storms, guess what? We've got to learn to recognize who Jesus is. You know, the thing about it is, is when, when we face circumstances of life, we can sit here and ask, do you know who Jesus is? Oh, yes, I know who He is. But can you recognize Him working in your life? Can you recognize Him moving in your life? Can you recognize that He's the Alpha and the Omega? Can you recognize He's the beginning and the end? He's the first and the last. Can you recognize that He's the Prince of Peace? Can you recognize that He's the Healer? Can you recognize that He's, that he's our bright morning star? Can you recognize Jesus in our lives, amen? Can you recognize He's the strength when we feel all weak and everything just feels like we, ain't got, we can't step another step? Can you recognize who Jesus is, amen? That's when, we can, that's when we can stop and say, I know who Jesus is. There's a song, I'm not going to try to sing it, I promise. I know who Jesus is. He's more than just a story. He's more than just something that is wrote down in pages of a book. He's more than just a fairy tale that somebody's told. He is our Savior. He's our Redeemer. Amen. We've got to recognize who Jesus is in our lives. When we do that, we, we look, people can say, oh, I, I've been saved my whole life and I know exactly who Jesus is. Well, the disciples, the disciples, they lived with Jesus. They knew Him on a very personal, personal and intimate manner. Yet, from the incident that happened in Matthew chapter 14, verses 1 through 36, we realize and understand that there's a moment that they did not know who Jesus was. Now, I know this was a TV show, and I don't put, I'm not putting back to this. I'm just using this as an example. It's a TV show that was watching the other night. And the lady, she calls 911. She calls 911 because there's someone unconscious in her kitchen. 
Well, when the paramedics show up, you know what happened, Brother Kevin? This guy, it was her neighbor, was walking in the back door. He, it says he was checking on her. But you know what? She didn't recognize who he was and she stabbed him. She stabbed him with a knife straight in the heart. You know what? They was next door neighbors and she still didn't know who, who the man was. She didn't know who this person was that was coming. I'm going to tell you something. You come in my back door, I don't know who you are either. Hello? What we've got to understand is we've got to have the relationship with Christ so that we recognize and know who He is. Amen? This had never happened to us. Oh, yes, it could happen. There are times in the most unexpected circumstances in our life that we do not recognize our next-door neighbor. We, don't, we may not recognize our friends. There's people that I went to high school with that I know who they are. I hadn't seen them in years, and guess what? I don't know who they are. They, I look at them, I'm like, man, you got old. And then they say, you did too. I said, yeah, you did. You lost all of your... One of my real good friends from high school, I lost all of my hair. He gained a whole lot of hair. I lost all of my hair. His hair went from jet black to white. We aggravate each other all the time about that. He says, at least I have hair. And I remind him, I said, well, my, my brain just got so big it pushed all of it out. He doesn't appreciate that. But there's, there are people in your life that you may, not, you may not have seen them in a long time and you don't recognize who they are. Well, guess what? If we're going to recognize who Jesus is, if we're going to recognize who He is in our life, then we need to have a relationship with Him. We've got to continue our relationship with Him. Amen? We've got to continue to stick with that relationship. After all, it's not easier to be con conscious of, of God when we're in church. How easy is it? We come to the presence of God. We come into the house of God. We know that God is supposed to move. Notice what I just said. We come to the house of God and we know that God is supposed to move. They come up here on this. They come up here to these instruments and and, and it, it's almost like this. I'm not going to tear it up, I promise. It's almost like this, that people, they expect, whoa, God moved. They expect the first key to hit, and God moved. You know what? I'm going to tell you something. You can come up here, and you can play every instrument on this stage. That does not make God move. Hello? We've got to enter into His gates with thanksgiving, into the courts with praise. I don't care if the piano is in tune or out of tune. I don't care if the, if the bass guitar is in tune or out of tune. When we come to the house of God, we lift up our, our hands and worship to God. We're going to recognize the presence of God. Amen? We've got, to be, we've got to come into the presence. It's easier to be aware of God when we come in with thanksgiving in our hearts. We come in with, with prayer on our, in, our, in our hearts and our lives. When we engage in the obvious Christian duties, such as witnessing or ministering to the sick, it's so much easier to see God move. But let me ask you this, because about every person that's sitting here or joined on live feed, 
Every one of us has been in a point in time within the last 18 months or so, or even prior to that. We've been laying on the couch, laying in the recliner, laying on that bed, and I'm going to tell you something, it felt like God was so far from us. Has that not been the case? You had a stomach bug. You, you, you had bronchitis pneumonia. You had, you had coronavirus. And you just really felt like that you didn't know what was going on. And God was so far from you. But let me, get, let me tell you something. God was right there beside you every step of the way. You know how I know that? Because if you're a child of God and you're holding on to the hand of God, He is with you every step. Amen? He's going to stick closer than a brother. What about in the times of darkness, in the times of lonely moments, those personal struggles, those times that, that we've been so sick, physically sick, those times when our heart yearns to reach out and touch somebody. Nobody's there because we was quarantined. Those trying times. Look, several of you have done the same thing that I've done. You've been quarantined in your own house. You've been sitting here and you're trying to figure out what's next. These are the struggles that we're facing. During those times, are we able to recognize who Jesus is? We find in a passage of Scripture, you can turn to Matthew chapter 14. There was a time that the disciples did not know who Jesus was. They didn't recognize Him. There's a point in time that Jesus told them, said, go get on the boat and go on to the other side. I'll meet you there. Jesus wanted to have a time and he basically dismissed the church service. Then he wanted to have a time of prayer. The disciples get on a boat and they go to the other side and a storm comes. How many, how many, does it feel, how many of us does it feel like that we've been facing storm after storm after storm after storm in our lives? Feels like that storms are not stopping, they're continuing to come on. The disciples were so wrapped up in the struggle that they saw the, the waves tossing to and fro. They felt the threat of death in their lives. They heard the wind, they saw the lightning, they felt the rain. But when God started moving in their lives, they did not recognize who Jesus was. Look at verse 25 through 27. It says, in the fourth watch of the night, he came to them walking on the sea. But when the disciples looked out on the sea, they saw him and they were terrified. They said, it's a ghost. They cried out in fear. But immediately, you know what? You know what this word immediately is? This is one of those axe moments where it says, and suddenly. This is, an, this is an immediately and suddenly moment in the disciples' life. Jesus spoke to them. I'm going to tell you something. In the midst of your storm, in the midst of your trial, in the midst of the sickness that you're facing, and immediately Jesus is going to speak and say, Take heart. It is I. Do not... Be afraid. Go on. Is, it, is that verse 27? That's what we've got to understand. Jesus is wanting us to take heart. 
He's wanting us to realize He is with us. Life has a way of teaching us. Life has a way of reminding us. We all think. Look, January... Of 2020, of January, everybody thought that everything was going smooth. November of 2019, stand behind this pulpit, move a camera right in the center of that aisle, and nobody be in here, and you preach, and you're like, I hope somebody's watching. Several months goes by, we start bringing the praise team in. They can tell you. Had several of them come to me, and I was like, man, this is depressing. Then we think that we're starting to get back and then all of a sudden sickness hits again. Let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you, I've, I've, I've been saying this since March of way back. I don't know, how, how, how long has this been? Ten years? I don't remember. Feels like it. I've been saying this since day one. This is a real physical sickness. It's a real physical sickness just like anything else. But I'm going to tell you something. I firmly believe that the devil is using every, 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 every arsenal in his tool belt to, to bring the church down. Brother Andy, do you mean that, we can, that this, is just a, this is just a fake thing that we... No, I'm telling you it's a sickness. There is a physical sickness. We've had people in our church that has, has really been sick. They've really dropped stuff on their front door, rung the doorbell, and ran. I didn't want it. There's some in our church that hasn't gotten sick. There's some that's gotten sick, and it feels like they get sick time and time again. I don't know about you. I'm sick of Sickness. But you know what I'm sick of? It's not coronavirus. I'm sick of the spiritual sickness that's sweeping across the church world. That's what I believe. In the midst of that kind of a storm, that's when we need to recognize who Jesus is. That's when we need to recognize who Jesus is. Life has a way of turning upside down. Life has a way of coming to a screeching halt. Just when we think we've got it all figured out, here comes another curve. Here comes another bump in the road. Just when we think we've solved the latest, greatest problem, we've taken care of the latest, most pressing need, all of a sudden, another bump comes in the road. The telephone rings one more time. We discover sickness has hit one more time. No matter how often we've been down the road, there are still surprises. We still have much to learn. Guess what? This is a part of life. The disciples, they're realizing that even in the midst of the storm, look at verse 27 one more time, even in the midst of the storm, Jesus is still with them every step of the way. They already knew. Look, look think about this. They knew that Jesus had raised the dead. Caused the blinded eyes to open. Caused the deaf to hear and the dumb to talk. They had already seen the leprosy being healed. But yet during the storm that, was, that they was in, 
They felt like Jesus was so far from them. I'm going to tell you something. We need to recognize that Jesus is in the midst of the storms. We believe Jesus for our salvation. We believe for Jesus for forgiving us of our sins. But we need to start looking to Him at the supplier of our needs. We need to trust in Him to bring glory one day when everything seems to fall apart and it's, we find that it's difficult to see who Jesus is and to see Him in our lives. We need to still believe that Jesus is still in the midst of the storm. We can't seem to believe that He would allow the storms of life to hit us. How many would have just been so glad if a storm wouldn't hit us? The storm of sickness. I'd been so glad. I'd been, I'd been happy. We'd never, I would have been so glad that, that nobody connected with this church ever got sick. But Keith, I'd be so glad that I wouldn't have had to gotten that phone call that you decided to take a vacation at the hospital. <laughs> that would have been great, wouldn't it? Brother Kevin, I'd have been so glad that I didn't, I didn't get that phone call one day. And, and I'm, I would be so glad not to get these phone calls. But you know what? In the midst of being in the hospital, in the midst of sickness, we still need to know that Jesus is right there with us. Amen. We've got to know that Jesus is with us. Now, verse 27 tells us that do not be afraid. You know what that tells me? That we need to learn to cope with our fears. We need to learn to cope with our fears. Now, I'm going to say something. You can get mad. You can get glad. It's fine with me. I got the microphone, so I'm going to get to say it. People are too busy using fear to keep them from church, yet that fear does not keep them from Walmart. I am not knocking anybody that is sitting at home right now because you are sick. I'm not doing that. I'm not knocking anybody that's, that's been sick and we're, we're wearing our mask, we're, do, doing the, we're doing all of those things. I'm not knocking none of that stuff. But what I'm saying is we need to quit allowing fear to grip our lives. Amen? Brother Andy, are you, are you, you're, 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 you're going against the grain. You know what? I had a list around here somewhere about all the people in the Word of God that went against the grain. They went against what somebody told them they were supposed to do. They went against the grain, and you know what happened? They found Jesus right in the middle of their storms. Why? Because we cannot allow fear to grip our lives. Now, fear is a destructive force that plagues us at certain times. Some fear is normal. It helps us to survive certain dangers. Some of you have fear of getting in the vehicle with certain other... Never mind. Some, you get in the car and you automatically, we won't say who anybody is, automatically grab a hold of the, the, the handle on the... Why? Because there's fear. 
when riding with certain people. There's a fear that can be in your life about walking out in front of a car. Guess what? That's a, that's a, that's a genuine fear. We can be out in the yard, me and Miss Katie and Oreo, we can be out in the yard and... I think everybody knows who Oreo is, don't you? Okay. We can be, be out in the front yard and I don't, I'm going to be honest with you, I have a fear when I hear somebody not stopping at the stop sign. Because I'm thinking, oh my Lord, have mercy. They've got to be flying. What, what's going to happen next? That's a fear. And let me tell you something. There is nothing wrong with that fear. That's a natural process of our lives. Fear can keep us out of danger. When we look, at the, in the dec, dic, when we look in the dictionary for the definition of the word fear, fear is an emotion brought on by threatening, evil, or impending pain. I went to the doctor the other day for, or went to the hospital for an uh, epidural and I was afraid of the pain that was going to be inflicted. I didn't know nothing. She said, hug this pillow. I said, okay. She said, now do you feel the medicine going in the IV? I said, yes, I do. She said, it feels great. That's as far as I went. There was nothing left. I woke up and I didn't know where I was at. I said, they going to do anything? She said, they've already done it. They told me I asked them 14 times if I, I don't believe them. My wife says that we went around a curve as we left the hospital and I she Oh, she's watching. And I said... Are we on a roller coaster? She said, yes, this roller coaster is taking us home. She says, now you can't prove it by me, I didn't do this. She says that I went, Brother Bob, she said that I went, Wee! You can't prove it by me. You know why? Because there was no fear no more. I was afraid, then I was not. Why? Because there was no more pain going to be coming. There's that type of fear. There's also fear that is accompanied by a desire to avoid or escape. Apprehension, dread, uneasiness, horror, alarm, terror, dismay, fright. Most of us have known some semblance of this fear at some point in time. But fear, that is an emotion. Fear in what we've described is an emotion. But we walk by faith and not by that emotion. I didn't say that it wasn't real. I said we got to walk by faith. Amen? Come on with me. Now, there's also fear that is a spiritual force. A spiritual force, force that can destroy us if we yield to that spiritual fear. Fear, in this sense, is not from God. 
God is not the author of confusion, and God is not the author of this fear. God does not send fear upon His people. He made all things. He sustains all things. He holds all things. And He's in charge of all things. God proves Himself time and time again. And God knows what we're going through. What can there be for us to fear if we're in His hand? Psalm 62 and 11 tells us this, Once God has spoken, twice have I heard. All power belongs to God. If all power belongs to God, then what do I have to be afraid of? We also find in Matthew chapter 28 and verse 18, Jesus came and said unto them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to Him. This has been given to him. What do I have to be afraid of? What I'm trying to say is Jesus has done all these things before us, yet we do not really see him in the storms of our lives. How many has ever read the footprints? Summarizing of that one, it says this. During the good times, there's two sets. During the times I needed you the most, God, you're not there. There's only one set of footprints in the sand. That's when God said, yeah, that's when I was toting you. I was carrying you. I'm going to tell you something. In the midst of your storms, God's got you. You've just got to trust in Him. We seem to forget that the Scripture tells us in Psalms 37, 23, and 24, the steps of a righteous are established by God. When he delights in God's way, though he fall, he'll not be cast headlong. The Lord upholds his hand. I'm so glad to know that God upholds my hand. I'm so glad to know that God has got me in the palm of his hand. If the steps of a good man are, are ordered by God and God upholds us, then that must mean that he's with us all the time. We're, we are so often like disciples, not one of whom recognized who Jesus was. It could be that we believe and expect God to be just as the Samaritan at the well or the temple driving out the money changers. We expect Him one day to be at the right hand of the Father to make us king and priest, but we never expect Him to be in the middle of the storm. For the, for the disciples... This was a natural disaster. Unexpected, tragic event is something that would not be forgotten. But if only we could remember. Church, Psalms 107 and 29 says that He made the storms be still and the waves of the sea were hushed. Isaiah 4 and 6, There will be a booth of shade for the day, by day for the heat, and a refuge and a shelter from the storm and the rain. Last two verses. I want to tell you something, church. The storm that I'm talking about is not a storm where rain is coming down outside. The storm I'm talking about is the spiritual storm that every one of us has been facing. You know how I know that? There's times that we're all, we've been at home. I could say, how many of, how many have been quarantined? Everybody in here just about has been quarantined. Some liked it, some didn't. And I wouldn't like it at all. You get stir crazy. 
You want to go and you want to do things. And some of you are grandparents. You couldn't see your grandkids. That might have been good. That might not have been good. Some parents couldn't see your kids. Again, maybe good, maybe not. But you know what? I'm talking about the spiritual storm that we've all faced. I'm talking about the spiritual storm, the, when the, those times that we're having to shelter in place or we're, having to, we're, we're, we're afraid of what the doctor's going to say next. We have loved ones that's in the hospital. Guess what? We have got to hold on to the hand of God. Acts 17 and 28 tells us, In Him we live more Live and move and have our being, even as some of your own poets have said, for we are indeed His offspring. We belong to God. 2 Timothy 1 and 7. God did not give us a spirit of fear. God did not give us a spirit of fear. But of power. I've got power. Hello? I've got power. Of love. I've got love. And of a self-control. I've got self-control. God didn't give us a spirit of fear. I'm glad that God can take that fear away. And we can continue to live our lives. And do the work that God's called us to do. I'm no longer... I'm no longer afraid. I'm a child of the living God. Amen? Would you stand all over the house? With God living in us, there's no room for fear. We must discover Him through His Holy Spirit. The power to cope with fear and its many expressions. We must Allow God to take control of that fear in our lives. I don't have to be afraid. I can hold on to the mighty hand of God. Amen. As we're bowing our heads, if you need anything from God this morning, need to be anointed and prayed for. If you're joined us on live feed and you need something from God, God is able to move and God's able to minister. If you've joined us on live feed and you're needing something from God, call or text the number on the screen. I'm telling you, somebody's ready to pray with you. We want to partner with you in prayer. We want to get a hold of God in prayer for whatever the need is in your life. Today, if you're in-house and you've got a need, you need us to be praying for, would you just slip your hand up? Whatever that need may be, God knows each need. We're going to go to God in prayer and ask God to move in these circumstances. Dear Heavenly Father, as we come to you today, God, again, we want to thank you for the blessings that you've given us. Thank you. Thank you for this great and wonderful opportunity that you've allowed us to come and to worship you. Father, you see those that are sick connected with this body of believers. Father, I pray that you'll touch and move in a mighty way this very day, this very hour. God, I pray that you'll minister in their lives and their body. God, I pray that you'll touch their mindsets. Father, I pray that you'll just move in a mighty way this very day. God, I worship you for what you've done in our lives and what you're going to continue to do. 
minister through us and to. God, I praise you and I thank you. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you so much for being a part of our church services today in-house, those on live feed alike. Thank you so much for being here. Continue to be praying one for another. Live feed, thank you so much for being a part of what God is doing. May the good Lord bless you as our prayer. Looking forward to receiving texts, and we're going to be partnering with you in prayer. May God bless you. Amen and amen.